most people, when they go to a Bible study, they're really going to a Bible lecture. They're going to a group where there's someone who's more knowledgeable about the Bible and that person is talking about the Bible. What we're talking about with Bible study or how to study the Bible is this original investigation, like you sitting down with the text, with the Holy Spirit, and doing firsthand exploration of the scriptures. And you're right, like the commentaries that we have, they're just the product of someone else who did that. Someone else sat down with the Bible and the Holy Spirit and did Bible study, and then they wrote out what they learned. And that's that's what we now call a commentary. And so it's not that we don't want to learn from other godly men or other godly women. Like, like I already said, there's definitely a place for learning from good teachers. But there's also a place for all of us to sit down with the scriptures and the Holy Spirit and to learn how to do original investigation. Well, John, it is an exciting day here. You and I, for the first time, are doing a conversation where we are both sitting in Into the Harvest podcast studios. You are there on the East Coast. Of course, I'm here on the West Coast, and it's exciting just to uh, to see the logo and to see what you guys have built over there. Yeah, great to be with you, Andrew. It's, it's kind of been this transition time, but God's done some really cool stuff already. And man, it's been great to partner with the ministry locally here, uh, building the studio, putting it out and uh, yeah, just using some creative ideas to make things look good. But really, um, really excited about what we have to talk about today and, and what God's doing at the end of the harvest and how, how laborers are getting after it in every corner. Yeah, we've got some exciting plans here in 2024. Um, I, I'm also excited. We're going to nerd out today talking about how to study the Bible and why it's important. Things that you and I have learned over the years, just in terms of how to's and and practical tools. But, but before we get into that, um, you've already been very busy. Part of what uh, you've done over the past couple of months is build out our online store at Into the Harvest. So if folks want to check that out, I see you're repping the new Into the Harvest shirt there. Um, you've got the hat. <laughs> I also have, uh, if folks are listening, I've also got our Into the Harvest hoodie, which which I love this thing. I think this is like one of the coolest shirts that I have. And I don't know if I can even turn around and show the, the back of this. So the front's got Into the Harvest, but the uh, the back, John, you'll have to read this out and right. hopefully it uh, it comes through. But can you see yeah, that on so, the camera? Yeah, so it says, believe in, belong to, and become like Jesus. Yeah, I love it, man. That's one of our, uh, that's one of our mottos. That's one of the ways that uh, we understand what true biblical faith is all about. You know, as people who believe in Jesus, belong to Jesus, and are actively seeking to become like Jesus, it's a good holistic understanding of of what faith is all about. So, yeah, uh, I would encourage folks to check that out, and maybe we can uh, maybe we can put a link in the show notes to um, the uh, Into the Harvest online store so that folks can see what we've got over there. But you you did a great job with that. Yeah, shout out to. Uh... To Holly Smith Brown and all of her work on that, it was a kind of cool partnering with her. She built some designs out for us, and really, it's it's less about gear and more about the conversation that's created by it. Um, 
man, tell me about those three that believe in, become like, um, belong to tell me about that, you know, or, Hey, what's into the harvest and, and really opportunities to kind of keep this conversation going about who Jesus is, uh, who we are and what he's called us to as his disciples, uh, to become disciple makers in the corner of the harvest. So we hope that helps you remember, um, into the harvest, but most of all, we hope that it helps you talk more about the kingdom and the work that he's called us to as his believers, as his followers and his disciples. John, you did a you had a conversation with Marty Solomon uh, recently, maybe a couple weeks back now, and we're really going to be building on that with our conversation today on how to study the Bible. So your conversation with Marty was uh, covered a lot of great ground, but the the description was asking better questions of the scriptures, and we want to build on that in today's conversation. But we also want folks to join us on this journey that we're going to be on over the next few months um, on how to become a man or woman of the scriptures, how, how to deepen your relationship with the Bible, um, how to let it shape your life more and more. Um, and so today we're going to talk about how to study the Bible, but we want to make sure people understand that this is really more of a launching conversation into a series that we're going to be doing over the next uh, few months, both here on the podcast, but also over at our YouTube channel. So if folks aren't subscribed there, then they'll want to, uh, they'll want to go ahead and subscribe because some of the videos that we're going to be putting out won't necessarily come across the podcast, but they'll be related to this larger topic of becoming a man of the scriptures, becoming a woman of the word. So you want to give us a little bit of an idea of of what's coming here over the next few months and some of the topics that we're going to be covering? Yeah, thanks for bringing up uh, the podcast with Marty. Really, the whole idea there was to just get get another tool in the kit bag of of a disciple maker of what's it look like to be faithful to. Um, he 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 uses this phrase: um, how how do we do with the biblical library? And that each of those books are set in mm. a certain amount of time in the Bible. And they have a different cultural um, kind of feel and tone. They're even written in a different way in terms of poetry or things like that. And each of those usher us in the presence to the God, uh, into the presence of God in a different way. So that's really why we wanted to have Marty on it to help us ask better questions of the Bible. And so, really, we want to take seriously the Second Timothy two three sixteen and seventeen. And, and probably many of you have this memorized, but it says that all Scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God, the woman of God, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So, our hope is over the next couple months, you know, kind of launching out with Marty. Who, who kind of might just jostle your understanding of the Bible a little bit and help you think about the background and it's written to a Jewish culture and how each of, each, each of these books in the biblical library are going to hit different as you're trying to interact with God. We want to kind of launch this journey on, hey, this see these are the principles of Bible study. And then we hope to just kind of very publicly walk through um, how we do our Bible study over a, a month-long period where we're going to walk through the book of Titus and study that together. What questions do we ask? What uh, cross-references are we finding in the scriptures? How did the Holy Spirit guide us to this answer or that answer? Or even the questions, um, how do we look up the Greek and what tools do we use? Are there programs that help us do that? So that's our hope to do that with you over the next couple months. Um, we'll also have a, a pastor on from uh, Dallas, Texas, who's going to talk about how do we discern the voice of God. 
and what that process looks like. So that's all kind of over the next couple of months. Hopefully we walk out on the back end, um, really believing more true of second Timothy three sixteen. you know, that all scripture is God breathed and it's useful. Um, so sometimes you get into the scriptures, you think, well, how, how is this going to help me? Um, really, there's so much truth about who God is and what God is about, what he's called us to. And our job is to mine the truth out of those passages of scripture. So I'm really excited about this. Um, full disclosure, about 23 or 24 years ago, I got out of the army and I moved to Fort Bragg, North Carolina, because I wanted to learn how to do Bible study from Andrew Stroud. Um, he's the one who's taught me most of what I know in terms of skills and ways to build out how to ask questions of the Bible. And it's, it's just cool to be able to do this together with you, Andrew, because it really is a testimony to how disciple making works and passing on skills that God's given us and, and people have, have invested in you to me. And now I get to do that with another generation and we get to do this together on this podcast. So I think it's going to be a fun couple months. I do too, man. And one of our slogans is just ordinary people on an extraordinary mission. And when it comes to Bible study, sometimes as ordinary believers who haven't gone to seminary and don't know how to speak Hebrew or read Greek, we can sort of just give ourselves a pass and say, well, I don't understand the Bible at that level, and that's why I find a good Bible teaching church, and I, I learn under the experts. And for sure, like there's a verse in Acts 17 where as Paul and his team came through the city teaching the gospel, it says that the, the people in that particular city, who the city of Berea, it says that they received the word with great eagerness. So as Paul was teaching, they were eager to listen and to learn. And Paul, of course, was was extremely educated in the uh, scriptures of his of his time. And so, yes, they were willing and eager to learn from Paul. But then it says that they were noble minded because they went the second stage of going to the scriptures daily to examine and see if what Paul had been teaching them was true. And so what we're going to be talking about in terms of learning to become a student of the scriptures it isn't just for the professionals or the extremely um, gifted. It's for those of us who are ordinary followers of Jesus. Um, there is a way to study and learn the scriptures that will help you have a clearer picture of who God is and what he's called you to do. And there's some basic tools that anyone can pick up and use that will help them on that journey. So that's really what, uh, what we're wanting to do with this series. Um, neither one of us have been to seminary, and that's, that's neither a, um, a badge of honor nor a, a disqualifier. <laughs> you know, we have the scriptures, we have the Holy Spirit, we have the community, the church that we're part of, and we're learning together to study the Bible so that we can follow Jesus. Today, we're, we're just going to introduce you to some of what Bible study is in terms of how we're describing it and some of the principles behind it. We'll also touch on some of those tools that you mentioned, John, um, part of the video series that we'll be putting out on the YouTube channel. Uh, is what are some of the best uh, free resources available to help you study the Bible. So I do hope folks not only listen here today, but that they follow along over the next few months as we, as we continue to unpack this particular topic and the series that we're going to be going through Titus in uh, the month of April. 
Yeah, it's going to be real fun. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, though. I, I actually asked for prayer this week from some local friends. Just, uh, hey, I'm kind of a little nervous about throwing all my theology out there for the world to see. Um, so <laughs> we're going to take some some bold moves and try some different things and, and just kind of put it all out there for you all to see. And uh, you can even yell at your TV, your YouTube or your computer or your phone as you disagree with us. <laughs> but uh, really what we're wanting to communicate to you and want, wanting to kind of just model for you is how we ask questions of the Bible and how does that help us understand who God is yeah. and who we are and what he's called us to. So, yeah, we're excited about inviting you on the journey. So when we think about this idea of Bible study and we look to kind of define that phrase, uh, a mentor of ours, a common mentor of ours used, used this phrase that it's the art of asking and answering questions of the Bible text. Um, and uh, just just a couple weeks ago, Marty's like, well, there is some science part uh, uh, to that, you know, thinking about some of the context and some of the history there and, and some of the culture. So uh, I've kind of uh, tweaked that definition a little bit. Um, the blend of art and science, asking and answering questions of the Bible text. So how can we be good stewards of what we know to be factual and walk forward with that? How do we realize that this there is a little bit of art and the Holy Spirit coming alongside us as we read the scriptures? You know, that there's an art part of that. But really what we're doing is we're reading the Bible. We're asking questions and uh, letting the Holy Spirit, letting the Bible itself, letting the people of God give us a greater understanding of what the Bible means. So, Andrew, how would you would kind of clean up my mess there? How would you kind of talk about if you if you're defining Bible study? I was reading in Hosea this this past week, and in chapter 8, the Lord is speaking about His people, and He says, Though I wrote for them 10,000 precepts from my law, they are regarded as a strange thing. And you can almost hear the exasperation in God's voice as He speaks through the prophet Hosea, like, man, I am writing 10,000 things, like I'm giving them my words, I'm giving them my message through the prophets. And they're just not paying attention. <laughs> you know, they're not listening. Mm -hmm. uh, and so similarly, I heard once that um, kind of like this idea of asking questions is Cecil, uh, the man who discipled me and who's also had a hand in, in mentoring you has been on the, the, the podcast here, but he used to tell us that it's hard to get the right answers if you don't learn to ask the right questions. And so I know also, John, we talked about, should we dive into the difference between reading the Bible and studying the Bible? We will talk about that here a little bit more, but, but one way that, um, one way that I've heard this delineated and actually a mutual friend of ours, Nate Bowers used to say this is that when you, when you read the Bible in a devotional way, um, you're allowing God to question you. So you're reading, you, you, you're prayerfully reading the scriptures and uh, a verse or a set of verses will sort of jump off the page. And it's as if God through the Holy Spirit is, is challenging you, asking questions of your life, the way you, you think, what you value, how you're living. Bible study Nate would say, you know, Bible study is man questioning God, right? So, so when you're reading the scriptures in a devotional way, it's God questioning man. It's making, it's laying your life open before the Lord so that he can take a text and, and impress it upon you. Bible study is man questioning God, where you're going to a book or a passage and you're really coming with a learner's heart. You want to ask questions, not because you doubt that the scriptures are the word of God, or uh, you doubt that what they're saying is true, but because you know that you have a partial understanding 
and, and you want to have a deeper, more accurate understanding of who God is and, and what he's revealed in the scriptures. So we don't want to be like those people of Hosea's day where we've got the scriptures, we've got all these resources, and we just aren't paying attention. We, we aren't doing the work, you know? So the science part, I think, is is definitely what we'll get into in terms of tools and practices, you know, tools and tips on, on how to study the Bible. But I think the art comes in where, because it is a living document, it and, and because we are learning from a living Lord, Jesus, um, there's that ongoing conversation that's happening uh, between us and the Lord as we sit down with the text and, and read it. Yeah, so good, Andrew. The it, it is this this journey to God under, me understanding God and God kind of making himself known. So one of the things we talked about before we hopped on is um, just asking the question, why? Like, why is, why is Bible study even a thing? What, why do we need to worry about it? Why is it important? And, and really, I think Isaiah 55 um, talks about this. And the, the passage... It's pretty challenging if if you were to kind of like stop halfway through the passage. This is one of the tools we'll talk about in Bible study, right? How context is important. So you you just don't want to pop out, pop and read one verse. But let's just pretend like we were going to do that with Isaiah 55. I'll read it for us. And this is 55, 8 and then verse 9. And he just says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And so if you just if you just kind of stop there, and if you're thinking about the idea of Bible study, if you stop there, like, well, we're just kind of stuck. I, I'm just never going to think like God <laughs> thinks, which, which is partially true, right? Right. Um, his his right, ways are right. always going to be higher than our ways, and there's going to be things about God we never understand. And so you're kind of just left at this place, like, well, um, I'm just never going to understand God. But but luckily he goes on in this passage in verses 10 and 11. He says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven. And do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So really you have in that passage why Bible study is so important is that God does want to be known and we as his people want to know him. Um, the working premise is, I don't think like he does, so there's a problem. And he says, no problem. I've given you my word, and my word is going to come to you just like the rain that comes down and, and makes things grow. So my word will come to you, and it will explain all that I have to, to, to give you. Um, so we're thinking about this idea of kind of us analyzing God, God, God analyzing us. Why is this so important? Is we just don't think like God. Um, but he has given us his word to help us do that. There's a parallel passage in the New Testament, John, out of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, where Paul's writing and he says that the foolishness of God is wiser than men. And so um, like God on his worst day, his wisdom is still beyond us on our best day. But that's why he's he's given us the scriptures. So he's actually he's revealing himself to us. And that's one of the, the roles of the scripture is God going on record, telling us who he is, 
telling us what the world is all about, telling us what's coming in the future, explaining to us the things that are important so that we can build our lives around them. And then he's given us the Holy Spirit. He's given us the body of Christ, fellow believers, and all these things are working together to help us discover and become more like um, the Lord Jesus that we're following. Uh, You know, why should we study the Bible? Like you said, from Second Timothy, it's all scripture is God inspired or God breathed. So everything that we have in the scriptures, the source is God. It's come from him. So that's one reason to study the scriptures is because uh, of the source. Um, it's, it's important to pay attention when the creator of all things speaks. But he also says that all scripture is useful for man. So that's another reason to study the scriptures is that, hey, if I become a student of the word, it's going to be useful. It's not going to be wasted time. It's not just going to be, um, it's not, it's not going to just help me win Bible trivia uh, games. Uh, it's actually going to be useful for living uh, the kind of life that God's, that, that Jesus described as, as being the abundant life. So we want to study the scriptures because of where it came from and what it does in, in our lives. Um, and I also think because it fits with the, the, the three roles of being a follower of Christ. So the, the, there are three roles. Like it, when we say that we are disciples, that we're followers of Jesus, what it really means is that there are three roles that we're living out day after day after day. Uh, and the first is to be a learner. So the number one way Jesus was described when he was on the earth was he was a teacher. Like even his adversaries, people who couldn't stand him, they recognized that he had a message. He, he was actively trying to teach the people. And so those of us who claim to be his disciples, we should be learners. We should be wanting to, to listen and learn what is this message that, that God has for us. The second role is that we're followers. So we're not just hearers of the word, but doers. We want to put into practice the things that God is teaching us. And again, we're going to loop back to this as we talk about the principles of Bible study. But the third role of a disciple is to be a messenger, that Jesus isn't just wanting us to, to listen to his words and put them into practice in our own lives. But as we go through this world and through this life, he wants us to join him in sharing his message, sharing his truth with others. And Man, what a what a high responsibility. Like you don't want to be representing Jesus and ignorant of what's actually in the book. So, you know, we want to live out these three roles of a disciple and becoming students of the scripture will help us be learners, help us be followers and will help us be messengers. So, John, you you could touch on that, but then also I want you to take us into these five principles of of Bible study that uh, we want folks to hang on to. Yeah. And Andrew, just real quick, just to kind of point back to that 317, the 2 Timothy 317, so that the man of God, so that the one of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work, those roles, learner, follower, messenger. But the thing we hear the most is I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't know what the right message is. And there's, there is a confidence problem, right? When it comes to being, Jesus's disciples and disciple makers of the next generation. So we grew up with this phrase, Andrew and I, the phrase was the ultimate confidence of the disciple makers, the word of God and the Holy Spirit. 
Um, so what we hope this conversation does is provides a framework for you to have confidence in those two things. And as you get into the scriptures, as you understand the word and you ask questions, you'll see how the Holy Spirit just brings all of these points of clarity to you and for you as you seek to be a disciple and to be a disciple maker. So we've had these five principles that we've we've really kind of you originally taught me. I think we read it in a book. I think actually we'll, we'll link that book in the show notes, um, how to study a Study, Interpret, and Apply the Bible by Walt Hendrickson. So he has five principles that we've stolen, but we are giving him credit. So uh, we're giving him credit. So, um, But the first <laughs> one is original investigation. And you mentioned this, ordinary people, extraordinary mission, that really when you're hopping in, you're reading a commentary, that person has the exact same Holy Spirit as you do. And we want to help you spend time with the Word of God and give you the tools you can begin to, to kind of figure out the Bible for yourself. Um, and we actually talked about this with Marty on the podcast. So there is this real tension between the professional and just the kind of lay people, clergy and lay people in our, in our churches in particular. So we, we want to just encourage you that you can ask questions of the Bible and the Holy Spirit can give you answers as well. So the very first principle is original investigation. Um, so spend time with the Bible, the Holy Spirit, in silence, asking questions, let the Bible answer those questions as you spend time with God. Second one that we found is John, really if I helpful. can jump. Yeah, jump yeah. in. If I could just jump in there. I think this is so important because uh, most of us, most people, when they go to a Bible study, they're really going to a Bible lecture. They're going to a group where there's someone who's more knowledgeable about the Bible and that person is talking about the Bible. What we're talking about with Bible study or how to study the Bible is this original investigation, like you sitting down with the text, with the Holy Spirit, and doing firsthand exploration of the scriptures. And you're right, like the commentaries that we have, um, they're just the product, they're just the product of someone else who did that. Someone else sat down with the Bible and the Holy Spirit and did Bible study, and then they wrote out what they learned. And that's, that's what we now call a commentary. And so, um, you know, we, it's not that we don't want to learn from other godly men or other godly women. Like, like I already said, there's definitely a place for learning from uh, good teachers. But there's also a place for all of us to sit down with the scriptures and the Holy Spirit and to learn how to do original investigation. And then what's always good is when you when you finish that, you want to cross check that. <laughs> you want to see like, hey, this is what I saw when I studied this passage. I wonder what Matthew Henry had to say about that. And and sure, go ahead and check out what Matthew Henry had to say. What I've seen is that a lot of times it's it's very much in line with what the Holy Spirit taught me. But what the Holy Spirit taught me impacts me so much more deeply than just reading the thoughts of another man, because I've had that that first person contact with the scriptures. So original investigation. Sorry, John, I didn't mean to cut you off. What's what's number two? No, it's, it's a big one. And don't hear don't hear that we're anti-commentary, but we just want you to first spend time with the Lord and then cross check that. Let's not lose what we can learn from so many of the gone before us. But let's also not short circuit the process because ultimately you'll be way more excited about what God has taught you personally than what someone else gave someone else. So yeah, that's the first one. The second one is written reproduction. 
um, which is which is kind of funny. Like I dream of one day kind of handing my Bible studies to my kids, you know. Um, so we're talking about like not commentary, but then at the same time, <clears throat> actually writing down what God's giving you as you study the Bible actually really helps you kind of succinctly remember and think through, you know, so being able to pass things through your mind all the way out onto paper or type it out. Um, I, lately I've been using the illuminated scripture journals. So whatever Bible study book I'm reading, I just, I buy that that ESV and it's just the text on one side and lines on the other. I'm just constantly writing and circling. This is what I think this verse means. And this is how it takes me. And the, so we want to encourage you and challenge you. Don't just originally investigate, but you'll be surprised how quickly even those great things that God tells you kind of poofs into nowhere when you don't write it down. So written reproduction, that's our second principle. And we actually have a, a format we've linked down in the show notes of ways that we can, that we'll share with you as we get into Titus, ways that we just walk through the Bible and how we copy it down. And, and I'm just going to give my kids that jump drive, you know, um, at some point in my old life where, hey, these are my thoughts on the Bible, you know. <laughs> so that's the second one, written reproduction. The idea here, John, is that if you show, if you've done Bible study, and let's say you're doing it with a group of other believers, when you show up to discuss, let's say you've studied Titus chapter one, when you show up to discuss Titus chapter one, you have something in hand. You have a physical, because you wrote out what the Lord was teaching you. And there's a, there's an old saying that thoughts disentangle themselves, um, uh, passing, uh, through the lips and over the fingertips. <laughs> it's, it's a weird little phrase, but the idea is that <laughs> as long as you're studying the scriptures and it's all in your head, you may think it's clear, but then when you go to actually share it with someone else, or when you go to, to try to write it down, it's a forcing mechanism. When, when you write out what you're learning, it forces you to really think through what do I think this is actually saying and what do I believe about it and, and how should my life change because of it? And all of that is a clarifying process that written reproduction, the second principle of Bible study is so important because it takes your initial impressions of the text and it forces you to go through this process of clarifying what do you actually believe it's saying and what do you believe you should do about it? And then it, it also helps you have something to share. Like even if you're the most severe introvert, if you have written out what the Lord taught you as you studied the scriptures, you can literally just read it off the page, um, which gets into that third role of a disciple, becoming a messenger. It's a great way to, to move yourself to maturity as a, as a messenger. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Cool thing is, is I can almost uh, uh, probably weekly where I'm thinking, oh, I, I study that. I remember God gave me this thought and it's still foggy and I can pull that file right up on my computer. Oh, that's what it was. You know, this was the cross reference that gave me that thought. And just like when you've 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 uh, heard great messages or you've or you've read a commentary on that passage. You, oh, I remember when so and so said that. And it's also a great way to recall um, and pass it on. So. So the third one that we use is it must be consistent and systematic. And we talked about this when we talked about convictions. So convictions aren't born overnight. And your skills as a Bible study person, they don't, they don't get born overnight either. So without the consistency of over and over again asking questions of the Bible, 
it's going to be really hard to kind of grow in this skill. And then the second one being systematic, I, I've got a plan <clears throat> that helps me work through the process. So whether I'm doing a topical Bible study or I'm doing a, a book Bible study or I'm just analyzing one verse, I have a system that helps me be faithful to kind of pull in all the parts of Bible study. And then hopefully you've got a system to master the whole Bible, which is a great challenge, you know, so watch your plan to master the whole Bible and, and to be thinking through, well, I want to study every book of the Bible in my lifetime. So consistency and, and having a system really helps with that. And you'll see as we get in uh, the next couple of weeks, the system that we use, uh, we've morphed it a little bit over the years, Andrew and I, but it's pretty close to almost the exact same thing that we started probably 20 years ago that really helps us work through the text, ask good questions, figure out what does it mean now after if I studied it. So that, that would be the, the third principle, consistent and systematic. The fourth one is because we're disciple makers, the whole idea is, is that we want our study itself and the way we do Bible study or the principle of Bible study to be pass onable. So <clears throat> the Bible isn't just given to us for us. It's also given to us and we're a bridge to another generation of being on this journey with Jesus to figure out who he is, what he, who I am, and what he has for me. So this idea of it pass onable, you want to be able to just study the Bible and not just kind of, okay, put it away in the file, but you're also passing on what you're learning from your Bible study. And that's kind of 101 level skill. But where we have to get is not only am I studying the Bible, but I'm also studying in such a way that I can pass it on to the next generation so that for generations and generations and generations to come, God's people are connecting deeply with him and being good stewards of God's word and good stewards of the mission that he's called us to. And that's a big one. Um, so that might mean it's less complicated than maybe you want it to be, or maybe it's, um, it's simplified, or maybe you give it away in such a way. There's kind of like a small picture, and then, hey, you're, as you're advancing in your skills, you've got a different format and a different process. But that, that is a big one as disciple makers, that we want everything we do to be able to pass on uh, to the next generation. Yeah. I, and so these tools that we're providing, like like you mentioned, we do have an online Bible study template that folks can, can download. It's a Google Doc. So when you click the link, all you've got to do is make a copy and save it to your Google Drive, and then you'll be able to edit that. So I think, the, I think it says Colossians. We were studying Colossians when I created that template. But one of the reasons why you want to use a template like that it's just a tool. One, it'll help you be systematic in the way you study the Bible. And, and part of that, that systematic approach is going to help you when it comes to passing on what you're learning. So all of this is, without getting too into the weeds, all of this is built into these principles play out in how you study the Bible. When you take, when you write out what you're learning, when you take a systematic approach, um, it becomes more pass onable. So these things kind of integrate with one another and, and they build on each other. So again, we're not going to get uh, too, too down into the, uh, the weeds on this today, but just know that as we're learning together in the coming weeks and months, um, it's going to help you live out these, these five principles that, that John is, is sharing with us today. So what's, what's the fifth one, John? Yeah. And that last one is you want it to apply to your life, you know, so the Bible isn't given us to, to make us isn't just given to us to make us smarter. It's hopefully to help us do that last B on the back of Andrew's sweatshirt there, right? Is, is to become like Jesus. So we want it to lead to application. Your study should lead you to application. So what do I do now? What should change? 
um, what do I understand more about God than I didn't before? And how, what kind of response does that, does that, you know, make me uh, take in my life? So we're hoping that every single one of those Bible studies that you do, the very last thing you say is, this is the thing I want to work on this week or for the next 30 days or, or something like that. So whether that's to share the gospel for the next 30 days or, or to spend more intense time in prayer or something like that, you, you, what you'll find is if you spend time thinking about, okay, this was the study, these were the topics, these are the words, these are the passages. Oh, I'm convicted about this thing. I, I know I want to press into changing that. And so obviously there's some tools on how to make a good application. We won't get into that right now, but we just we want you to realize it's not just to give you knowledge. You know, 2 Corinthians 8, 1 says knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. We don't want you to just be puffed up because you know more and you can rattle off Greek words and have a whole bunch of cross-references, but instead that maybe those things are true, but they actually lead to change in your life. So not just knowledge, but change. Yeah, I like that. I heard something very similar to what you said earlier that, you know, the Bible was not given to make us smarter sinners but uh, the changes so that we become more like Jesus, uh, we become transformed saints. And so that, that fifth principle of Bible study, that it ends in application, that ultimately the Bible was written for us uh, because God has a message that transforms us. And so the, the, the interaction between our time in the scriptures and the way it affects our daily lives, there should be a through line, you know, from spending time in the scriptures and becoming a different person. Mm. Yeah. So good. It's challenging, right? I mean, if, if you think about it, it's particularly in this day and age, it was just normal to actually think you've accomplished something when you've just learned something. And even more dangerous is to say, you know, I watched a video about that once, but I've never tried it. This is how you would do X, Y, or Z, you know, like that's actually our culture. That's the culture we live in today. And if we're, if we're not careful, we can actually believe we've studied the Bible, that the Bible is changing us because we heard a message or we listened to a text, um, you know, a, a collection of texts, verses in the Bible. Um, so there's a real danger here that, oh man, I've really gotten smarter um, when I've, I've actually failed to do the work of being changed as a person. And, and really, God has given us the word, right? So all scriptures God breathed, it's useful. What does it do? It rebukes, corrects, trains us in righteousness so that we're ready to do the work that he's called us to as his people. So we want to make sure our engagement with the word actually ushers us into those changes that the word was given to us. I think this one gets down to an expectation, John, where when I sit down to study the scriptures, I have an expectation that my life is going to need to change. And I may not even know when I first sit down exactly how that's going to look, what that's going to involve. That's part of the adventure and the journey of studying the scriptures and allowing the Holy Spirit to teach and impress upon me not only what's in there, but how it should change the way I live and think. Um, But the expectation is that if I spend time in the scriptures I'm going to be transformed. I'm going to be renewed. Um, God is going to have things to say about uh, the way I've been living and changes that he, he wants me to make. So um, I think that's, that, that gets to what we're talking about with this fifth principle, that it must end in application, that there's, there's the expectation that the scriptures are given to us. Like you said in 2 Timothy, like the scriptures say, to, to 
you know, to instruct, to correct, to reprove, and, and to train us in righteousness. Well, we're about um, 40 minutes in here. I know we've talked about the principles. We've already said we're not going to go too crazy and in, in getting into the nuts and bolts of step-by-step step how to study the Bible on this particular episode. But maybe we can share some practical um, steps when it comes to studying the scriptures just as a bit of a preview for, for where we're going. So what are some of the, the practices that you have integrated in your own life, John, when it comes to studying the scriptures? Yeah, thanks, Andrew. So I think the first one is is just reading whatever you're trying to study as many times as you can. Uh, we joke in, in some of our Bible study groups, uh, particularly with our teens groups, that um, the, the cadence of the Bible is slow and the volume is loud. You know, so anytime we spend time in the Bible, we want to read it very slowly, very clearly, um, so we can kind of take in. And it, that actually sits you in this posture of, oh, there's something I might miss if I don't lean in, if I don't, if I don't listen uh, more closely. So let, let's just say one, this, this, this week I'm going to study Titus chapter 1. I'm going to try to read Titus chapter 1 and consume that chapter as many times as I can before I even begin to sit down and, and kind of work through my five W's, right? Who, what, where, when, why, and how. Um, so I'm going to read that text over and over and over and over again. So one of the cool things that we do, um, we used to do this almost every Monday night with anybody who's living in our home for discipleship, is that if we're reading one chapter, we're studying a chapter of the book, We on Monday nights we'd come in with just the block of text. So we leave in the numbers, the Bible, the, the verse numbers of that Bible text, but we take out all the care, all the paragraph breaks. And so all you see is just this big old block of text. And we're just going to read together over and over and over and over again. And the, every time I'm reading through, I'm like, ooh, that's something I never noticed before. Or someone else is reading it. Oh, wow. The way they emphasize that word made me think about that. So I begin to just underline things. We each got our own little system and underline means this or brackets mean that and kind of parentheses mean this and circle means that or highlight this way or maybe use colors. Uh, we'll, I promise we'll nerd out. You'll get to see some of this stuff as we get into to, to Titus. Um, but really reading the text and kind of forcing me to, to really work through where, where are the thoughts here? Does this paragraph break here? Those That's probably the best tool to help people get started when it comes to Bible study is you in the text, take out all those paragraph breaks, read it as many times as you can and take it in from different versions, NIV, ESV, NASB. Those are, so that would be the very first thing. I think we say you had to read it at least five times before you even begin to, to kind of walk through what are the key parts of that text. But I think that's the first one um, in terms of very practical things you can do. Yeah, there's another. Uh, so again, with Titus, um, if we were studying Titus, which which we are going to be, then we would also do that with the entire book at the outset. You know, we would read Titus at least five times as a whole, as a book, because of course, chapter one, when Paul sat down to write it, um, he had this entire um, line of thinking that he wanted to cover in his letter to Titus. Chapter one is part of that, but it's building towards chapters two and three. So uh, reading in um, the passage in its entirety is is important as well, because then when you do the deep dive in chapter one, um, in the back of your mind, you kind of know where he's going with, with that particular 
line of, of reasoning and, and what he's sharing. You know, this second practice that uh, I'll share from our, our notes here, John, I think um, it fits in with this a little bit, and that's, that's to think of the text as a movie plot. So uh, this works especially well with narrative passages. So in the letter to Titus, it's maybe not as easy to do when, when you get into more of those instructional passages, but especially if you're reading the Gospels or um, passages from the Old Testament where there's people and there's a story happening, um, this idea of imagining or picturing the, the story as a scene in a movie, um, it's such an amazing, um, amazingly powerful tool to understand the, the passage better. So if you think about the story of Jesus calling his first disciples, um, we do this often with, with folks who are just getting introduced to Jesus and becoming one of his followers. You take the story of Jesus walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee and coming across these two fishermen who are casting their nets. And you just say, hey, if you were going to shoot this as a short video, um, you have to think through all the elements of this passage. And, and it, most of us are visual in nature. So reading text on a page can be a challenge for a lot of people because you, you want to try to translate it into um, the, the picture of what's happening. So if you think about shooting it as a movie, you're, you're going to have to think about the, the, the setting. Like, are you indoors? Are you outdoors? Like what, what, what kind of terrain do you need to find? What's, what's going to be in the scene? And then of course, casting, who are the characters that you're going to have to, to bring in to shoot this scene script? What is being said? Tone, emotion, like what's, how are people interacting with one another? And all of that will actually open up the scriptures in a whole new way for you. So this idea of thinking of the text as the plot of a movie is, is very helpful. Um, I think um, if we were to maybe segue into those, those passages that are not narrative, John, I think, I think what you look for in those, and I'd love to get your thought, is, is the flow of thought, and you're looking for... Um, transition words, you're looking for contrast words that will help you tie together. Why is he saying this? Like, why, why is he making this point and where is he going with it? But what would you say on that? Yeah, so good. Like, it is easy to, to think about. It, the first thing it's, it's quickly found is just what's repeated. So when you're thinking about actually what's being said, you're looking at these repeated words, you'll notice that maybe light and darkness is contrasted. Um, or maybe there's word pictures that's used. Um, we're, we're constantly saying this in our Bible study. If there's a therefore, what's the therefore, therefore, you know, and everybody gets tongue tied over it, you know. So you're thinking about not this, but this, you know, he's actually trying to say, I'm moving on from this and moving to that. Jesus very clearly does this in Matthew 28, which would be just the quickest example. All authority on heaven and earth has been given to me, therefore go. So, you know, man, there's, there's a huge thing like this. This is the basis for therefore go. Okay. This is very helpful when I'm thinking about what's he really trying to say? What's he trying to push towards? Um, so as you're thinking about reading the text, um, and as you're reading it over and over again, you're actually probably going to see some of those compared and contrasts. You're probably going to see those transition words. Um, I usually just, you know, kind of mark them. I've got a system which I mark those transition words where one's being compared against the other, or one's taking me somewhere else. And that helps me kind of figure out where the plot line's going. 
Um, and then as all of that's happening, I'm writing down any questions like, no, I don't get this. You know, that that's not a good question. Like, what does this mean? That's also not a good question. You want to write down, this confuses me because I thought this was a principle, but this seems to stand in contrast to this principle. What don't I understand yet about how God works or what new understanding is God trying to push me into? So kind of being able to write some of those things down as you're working through um, the text. So those, those are just some quick ones that, that we had kind of talked about. Um, the problem is, is as you do it, it becomes more and more natural. Then it leads you back to our fourth principle of Bible study. It must be pass onable. So you, you want to not, not just be good at doing that so quickly that you can't pass it on to the next generation. Um, so just be thinking of that as you're wrestling through and you become more and more, you know, kind of just natural at Bible study. Okay. I want to be able to pass on how to ask good questions of the text which can be really helpful. So we hope to do that well for you and Titus when we get there. Okay, this is the question that God brought to mind, which gave me this cross-reference and this answer um, as we move forward. Mm -hmm. And you're doing that as you're reading these five times. You know, folks, like you're reading through the passage, you've got um, a notepad next to you and a pen, and or... You're also maybe marking up the text. So like you said, you're underlining, you're circling repeat words. I definitely have a whole color code system that I use um, that helps me because I know what it means. Um, And we can we can share that as we go here um, in future conversations. But um, that's part of that written reproduction. And it's part of hanging on to what the Lord is teaching you, writing, writing out these questions for further research um, and, and you're just sort of, you're, you're doing a pass through the text. Uh, John, we talked about this, like the three questions that I will often use and help people use when they're reading and studying the Bible is what, so what, and now what? And we actually have a short five minute video that we can put that in the notes here. We can put a, a card here if folks want to click over and just watch that. So the first pass through, you just want to ask what, what is it saying? What are those repeat words? What are those contrast words? You're not necessarily trying to understand everything about it. You're just trying to observe like what, what is happening in this passage. Maybe the second time through you're asking the, so what, like, well, that's the why question. Why is this important? Why is Paul using this, this phrase over and over? Uh, and then the, the third question is now what, which gets into how is this, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, how is this supposed to change my life? And it gets to that application. So there's lots of great filters, guys. And, you know, that's why I say like this could be a John and I could nerd out and do a five hour uh, conversation on uh, studying the Bible. But that would not be pass honorable. That would not be very helpful for most of you to to listen to a five hour uh, conversation. But there's tons of tools, filters, resources, tactics, and techniques to studying the scriptures that you can learn and begin to incorporate just as an average ordinary follower of Jesus to begin to learn not only the art, but the science of studying the Bible. And that's, that's the journey that we want to help you guys go on this year. Yeah. And you know, we started... 2024 early on that we want to give you the convictions, the confidence and the clarity to be a disciple and make disciples of Jesus. And even as we were praying and planning of November and December last year, we thought we've got to help our people. We've got to continue to be people of the word. 
And that's really the whole point of this time together over the next couple months is you really do have the tools to be a disciple and make disciples of Jesus. Um, you, you have those things the The resources are available. Marty actually mentioned this on the podcast. He's like, I'm so glad I live in 2020, 2024. You know, this, there's just so right. many resources for us to know God, to walk <laughs> with God, to understand God. And even things like this, like, like YouTube to, to proclaim who God is, um, to people, you know, I just got, we just got a, a message on our Instagram account saying, I want to walk with Jesus. You know, it's from someone in a, in a, in a close country, far away. I want to be a disciple. Um, there's no other, and no time in the past but that ever existed. So immediately being able to, to communicate and have a conversation and to give tools and, and help people read the scriptures um, was our immediate response. You know, hey, we want to help you do that. Um, they want to help you walk with Jesus. So <clears throat> like like Andrew said, we really could kind of go crazy about all the different tools. Um, but really what we want to do is kind of give you some information, but also we want to just, just say to you, you can do this. You can sit down with the scriptures, ask questions, and let the Bible interpret itself. Other verses will talk to the same passage you're in or to, to actually help you understand who God is, what he has for you. Um, so we just... We want to speak that truth over you um, because it is true. Um, if you've got the Holy Spirit, he wants to help you learn, grow, and understand what God has for you. And if folks want, if you haven't done Bible study and, and you just want to start exploring and developing this, this part of life and this part of being a follower of Jesus, it's one of the reasons why we're going to do this study through the book of Titus during the month of April Definitely make sure that you're subscribed either to the podcast or over on the YouTube channel so that you can follow along. And I would challenge and encourage you to not just follow along as a listener, but as a participant. So you will have the chance to, when we're doing our overview of the book of Titus and we're reading the whole thing and and uh, developing our preliminary thoughts and notes, you can be doing that. Uh, and we'll be learning together. That, that's that's the goal is, you know, we want to coach you. We want to point you towards resources that we found and have used and continue to use. But ultimately, like, we can't play the game for you. Like, you have to be out on the field as a follower of Jesus. You have to be growing as a student of the scriptures. You have to be putting it into practice and applying it to your lives. Um but we can be on that journey together. And that's really what this particular series and the, the emphasis we're going to have over the next few months is, is designed to do. Yep. And it, it's this fun journey. I, I will say that what I've realized through the years is that the thing that gives me the ultimate, that like the utmost confidence on those that I'm discipling is when I know they can meet with the Lord and hear from him in the scriptures and so they, they have the gospel. They've understood who Jesus is. This, the Holy Spirit is this deposit that mm. tells us we belong to him. But when someone comes into Bible study or comes into a man-to-man or, yeah. or comes home from work because they're living with us for training and, and discipleship, and they say, God told me this today in the scriptures, or I was asking this question in Bible study. I, I understand portions of God I've never understood before. It's this moment of, I think they're going to make it. You know, I think they could labor for a lifetime. They could honor God with their life in every aspect of their life because they ask God questions and they know how to press in until God gives answers. So this is one of these keys um, as disciple makers that we hope to just kind of usher in, usher in, usher you in, excuse me, usher you into 
as um, someone who's a two takes in into the harvest that uh, we can together be good stewards of the word, but really that we'd be more faithful to hear God's voice and uh, to get after it in the mission field. Well, it's a lifelong journey. John, you and I are still on it. Um, oh, yeah, we're still sure. students of the scripture. We're still learning. And uh, we're inviting others to, to join us and to deepen their practice of Bible study here in 2024. So your conversation with Marty, this conversation uh, today, and the ones that we're going to be having over the next few months, we, we hope that they encourage folks uh, along that path. So we will, we will talk about it more in the, uh, the coming episodes, and we hope you'll join us for it. Thank you.